Thanks to that consistency of the basics. Consistency of basics. What it is, what it is, what it is, everybody. It is me, it is me, BDB, back in the mix with yet another episode of the Ultimate You Podcast. My name is Brandon BDB Bender, and I hope that you are doing great, excellent, and well, no matter what time of day it is, whether if it's the evening, the morning, the afternoon, brunch time, lunch time, somewhere in between. I hope that you're doing great and well wherever you lay your head at. Now, if it is your very first time joining me on this podcast, I'd like to take the time to say welcome. I hope that whether if you're standing or sitting or driving, I hope that you make yourself as comfortable as comfortable can be. Welcome. We welcome all people, shapes, sizes, colors. It don't matter. As long as you are breathing, you are welcome on this podcast. And we also want to say a, a big props to those that are returning to the Ultimate You Podcast. If it is your second time in above, I want to welcome you and thank you for coming back and listening to my old crazy self on this Ultimate You Podcast. And to get right into it, we are in the midst of a series, and I, I truly believe one of the most important series that I'll ever produce on this podcast, and that is Conquering Your Weight Loss. That's right, Conquering Your Weight Loss. And we're talking about deadlifts. In the last episode, we got into talking a little bit about deadlifts. And that's right, you heard right and you see right. Yes, you heard right and you see right. Yes, we're talking about weight loss and we're talking about deadlifts. And the reason I'm saying it that way is because I truly believe there's thousands and dare I say millions of us all around the world that still have an antiquated view, an antiquated approach towards weight loss. We're still in that, you know, do the treadmill, do a whole bunch of cardio and and eat right and I'll drop the weight. Now, those things are components of that, but I believe a lot of us still have this mindset of the more cardio that I do, then the more weight that I'll drop. Or if I lift too much weights, I'm going to get too bulky. Right? I'm going to I'm going to grow I'm going to grow too much muscle. My muscles are going to be too big. Right? So that is one huge driving factor of me doing this series to kind of help uh, to kind of help dispel the lies, dispel the myths and really pour some beliefs in your brain. You know, what I want to do is even though I'm going to throw some skin in the game, I want to pour some knowledge in your brain. When it comes to this, because especially for the ladies out there, I know I've mentioned this on a podcast before. There are still a lot of ladies. Ladies got nothing but love for you and maybe some fellas, too. I don't know. But, you know, in, in my experience of just having random conversation with women over time, a lot of them still think that if you lift weights, that you're going to automatically get bulky. Well, I'm here to dispel that lie in detail. All right. So I hope that wherever you are at, I hope that you are in a comfortable position. Obviously, if you're driving, make sure that you are, are safe and put your earbuds on or put your car on speaker, uh, the speaker mode so that way you can hear the podcast. But I definitely want you to take notes and apply everything that I am about to share because it is time for us as people to be on the road or to get on the road or to rejoin the road on being the absolute best us that we can be when it comes to our well-being, when it comes to our physical fitness. That, that's, that's one of the huge things that we're going to talk about throughout the majority of this series. I hope that you're ready, and I hope that you're steady. So let's go ahead and get that bear and cuddle with him like his name is Teddy. Get comfortable, and I hope that you're ready. Let's catch that green light, and let's go. Let's get it. All right, all right, all right. I hope y'all ready to get it. I hope y'all ready to get it. We're going to say this oath once again. All right, yes, I've mentioned this oath a couple of times. This is going to be the third time I'm going to say this oath. Why? Because we got to respect the art of repetition. And you ain't got to say it with me now, but if you want to write it down, I would suggest you pause it multiple times and write down everything I'm going to say in this oath because it's going to hit your soul, it's going to hit your spirit, and it's going to make sense when I put it out there. So let's get it. In spite of the nervousness and hesitation I may feel, 
I choose to step forward in faith and take ultimate charge of my health and fitness journey. In ongoing fashion, I will sit in a quiet environment and strategize my workout schedule, even in spite of the ever-revolving complexities and occurrences of life. Since I am bound to you and you are bound to me, I promise to take care of thee. On behalf of Proverbs 7-4, I will make wisdom my sister and I will make insight my intimate friend. I am ready to make any necessary sacrifice to be the ultimate athlete I was created to be. Mistakes will happen. Setbacks may occur. But I will still give myself more than plenty of room to learn, redirect, and grow. Excuses are forever banned from these lips. I'm ready to catch the green light. Let's go. Woo! You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about? Let me tell y'all something. Let me tell y'all something, all right? See, I had to come closer to the phone to say this. You know what I'm talking about? See, I customized that entire message right there. I didn't look online and read that anywhere. I customized that entire message because I, I truly believe that all of that encapsulates what people struggle with in terms of getting to their gym, whatever that gym is, whether it be at home or at an actual gym. And just really the everyday, the everyday aspects that us as people go through. That's why I put in there the occurrences and the complexities of life, right? Because we all got complex, uh, complex things going on. We all have various types of occurrences that happen in life. Like you can't stop it. That like life is life. That's it. We all experience life at different levels. We all have different experiences in life. We all live in different backgrounds, different neighborhoods. We all got different stuff going on. Some of us are married. Some of us are single. Some of us got kids. Some of us ain't got kids. Right. So there's different obligations, different variables that we experience on a day to day. But I truly believe that us as people taking care of our physical well-being is one of the biggest anchors that we must tend to on an intentional, consistent and deliberate basis in order for us as people, in order for us as people to put ourselves in position to do everything that we're called to do. All right. I'm not going to repeat all that because that I had to put put all the words together to make have it all make sense. <clears throat> but I hope you catch what I'm saying. We, we all have to be in the best position possible. So that way we can take care of ourselves and do what we need to do. All right. So before we get into deadlifts, I'm going to I'm going to talk to your psyche as I always enjoy doing. I'm going to talk to your psyche. I'm going to talk to your soul. I'm going to talk to your mind. I'm going to talk to your spirit. Because more than anything, more than anything, before we get into deadlifts and the nuts and bolts and the techniques and the, all the science behind it and everything, one of the biggest things that BDB wants you to understand, one thing I want you to understand is that I want you to look at this as a journey. Okay, I want you to look at deadlifts as a journey. Okay, you're not going to master the deadlifts in three weeks. You're not going to master the deadlifts in three months. Maybe you won't even, maybe you won't even master it in six months. I don't know. Depends how much practice and dedication that you put towards it. Because I've said before, there is prosperity in the practice. Uh, you better somebody better write that down. There is prosperity in the practice. So you can control how much you practice. All right, but I want you to understand that. I want you to just focus on looking at deadlifts as a journey. I want you to, yes, I want you to focus on the details that I'm going to mention here a bit later on, but I want you to look at it as a journey. I want you to look at it as a process. And, and, and even bigger than that, I want you to get uncomfortable and do the work. Pause on purpose. Pause on purpose. I want you to get uncomfortable and do the work. I want you to get uncomfortable and do the work. I'm going to say that again. I need you to stop being comfortable and I need you to get uncomfortable and do the work. Do not focus on perfection. Do not focus on. Of course, you want to do the best you can, but do not focus on trying to be perfect with it. Just focus on 
growing in it. I need you to get uncomfortable and do the work. I need you to get uncomfortable and do the work. B, why are you repeating this, bro? You said that like seven to eight times. Because if you don't know BDB by now, you got to respect the art of repetition. Got to respect the art of repetition. Because how many times do we hear something? How many times are we told something? We know it's the right thing to do. We know what to do, one or the other or both. And for whatever reason, we don't do it. We don't do it. We might forget about it or we, we, we remember it, but we just choose not to do it, whatever it is or somewhere in between. So we must remember that we have got to be people of repetition. And so, therefore, I need you, ma'am, I need you, sir, to get uncomfortable and do the work. I know, I know some of you, you may have something on your body or something about your body that you don't feel comfortable with. So you may have you may have some type of internal mental debate in terms of just even going to the gym to do that. OK, I got you. I got you. Well, if that's the case, you can at least start right at home. You know, perhaps that's a reason why not the reason, but a reason why I mentioned just grab a broom, grab some form of long piece of a stick or something. Or you may have some form of a, a bar at home. A barbell is what I'm trying to say. And you can practice deadlifts that way. Okay, because let's not forget deadlifts. As I've <clears throat> as I've said before, one of the main compound lifts, one of the main compound lifts that you must, you must, you must, must, must have in your arsenal in terms of working out. Why? Because as I've mentioned before, it is a very functional exercise. It mimics things that you and I do on a day to day basis or at least a frequent basis. OK, you think about if you're bending down to pick up clothes or a better example is if you're bending down, and you're picking up a box. OK, I know I've mentioned this before. You're bending down, you're picking up a box, especially a box that has a decent amount of weight in it. Right. We as people, we, that's why I use that word functional. We got to be able to steward our functionality. OK, so when you are performing a deadlift. And, and, and again, this is not limited to just 300 pounds, 400 pounds. I'm talking about just the the art of the deadlift itself, just the art of the movement of the deadlift. You are obviously you're bending your hips, right? You're squatting down. You're picking up the box. Make sure you're not using like, like you're not bending like you're not bending over to pick up the box. Be sure that you squat down and lower your hips, lower your butt. You know, in a squatting position and then pick up said box or pick up said item that has said amount of weight. OK, this again, this is about a person being functional. So, like I said, when you are performing deadlifts, it is one factor that it improves your health. So, like I said, it well, for one, it burns a lot of calories. And if you the more weight that you add to it, as I've mentioned, it can create epoch. Okay, I talked about Epoch on one of the episodes of Conquering Your Weight Loss. Excessive post-oxygen consumption. Excessive post-oxygen consumption. Okay, so <clears throat> in essence, you're, if you are successfully, um, successfully doing Epoch, then you're burning calories after the workout. Right. So um, when you are doing deadlifts, it is best to well first learn the form, obviously. But if you want to really generate more intensity, then you'll have to progressively add weight to it. OK, you, you want to start with the uh, start with the movement, start with the form, but eventually you want to add weight to it. OK, so I get all. Let me get back to what I'm trying to say. I'm going to talk to your psyche again. I need you to get uncomfortable and do the work. I don't care if you are so nervous in front of people or you, you're afraid of how you might feel. You're afraid you might do it wrong. It's OK. Do it wrong. Don't hurt yourself, but do it wrong for some. You know, maybe you, you, you do the form right, but maybe something was a little off. You know what I'm saying? You know, you, you're afraid you might fart if you do the deadlift. OK, just fart. Who cares? Who cares? It'll keep the haters away from you. OK, just just focus on your growth. Focus on performing the deadlift, performing the art of the deadlift. OK, don't worry about what anyone else thinks of, of, around you. That's that's what I'm trying to get across. Don't worry about what 
whomever's close by you or around you, uh, they might look at you. Okay, let them look at you and say, oh, he, he or she is doing it all wrong. Who cares? Who cares? It's all about you. It's all about you versus you. Okay, it's all about you versus you. All right, so one other thing I want you to keep in mind is that uh, with this exercise, amongst any other exercise, you are increasing, you are improving your neuromuscular coordination. We'll run that back again, your neuromuscular coordination. Okay, so there's a couple other words that you could say in place of that. You know, that's the two big fancy words, right? When you hear neuromuscular coordination, you can also think of motor control or better yet, you can also think of these other two words that you probably more than likely have heard before. And that is muscle memory, muscle memory. Okay, that's one reason that I mentioned get uncomfortable. Yes, I'm going to say it again for the 85th time. Get uncomfortable and do the work. When you get uncomfortable and do the work, it, it gives you this gives you a reason to come back to the gym. You can you can list a hundred reasons to get your butt in the gym. Okay. And one of them could be, oh, I gotta work on my deadlift. You know, my, my form is getting better. I'm not there yet, but I'm getting better. My form is getting better. You see what I'm saying? It it, it puts you in that right mind frame. It, it puts you in that that state, gives you that drive, gives you that reason to get to the gym. Okay, so neuromuscular, neuromuscular coordination, you can think of motor control or muscle memory. So basically, neuromuscular coordination, it is the ability of your central nervous system to control the muscles in the execution of multi-limb functional movements. What, 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 what was that word? Hold up, wait a minute, go on, put some sauce up in it. What was that word that I just said? Functional, functional, functional movements. Here, let me tell you something. I don't care if you... You do 200 pounds or 300 pounds. If you do, that's great. That is fantastic. What I am more concerned what what I am more concerned with is you getting uncomfortable and doing the work. Yes, I said it again. And I am more concerned with you progressively adding weight over time. Now, if it is your very first time doing any form of a deadlift, I would say honestly practice it for at least 30 to 60 days just to form before you even try to add any weight to it. I mean, okay, you want to add a little weight to, it, you know, add a little, you know, five pounds, 10 pounds here, depending on your level of strength and your level of knowledge and your level of, uh, in terms of fitness and all that. Okay. Um, I know each person is going to hear different things when I say what I am saying. Okay. When I am conveying what I am conveying, people are going to get different perspectives on what I, um, on what I am teaching here. Okay. So I always want to say that because I don't want this to come across as like, Oh, man, this is universal all the way across the board. Right. So. All right. So, yeah. Neuromuscular coordination. Yeah. So when you are doing an exercise like this, it it is there is a lot of to do's, if you will, in terms of form in order to make it right, in order to get it right. So the more that you increase in that, the more that you are improving your muscle memory. And we've heard of muscle memory. Essentially, it's when you do something long enough, when you do something habitual enough, or even you can even say ritual enough. When you do something ritual enough, you'll do it like clockwork. You'll do it like uh, you'll do it like it's like it's a, like it's a knee jerk reaction. OK, and I'm going to give you a little sneak peek, give you a little sneak peek. OK, when you think about I've mentioned here on the podcast in my book that I have recently released on Amazon.com. By the way, if you have not picked up a copy of uh, my solo debut book, which is entitled Vision of an Athlete, Vision of an Athlete, okay? Uh, the subtitle is Let the Changes Begin. Let the Changes Begin. Give you a little sneak peek. One of the chapters that I talk about is I talk about what's called, you know, changing your flow, okay? And... One backdrop behind that is kind of like what I'm talking about right now. I want you to be a person that gets in the groove of, yes, going to your gym. Yes, doing the deadlifts, getting better at the deadlifts. And the more that you improve your form, your technique, all that stuff, it becomes like muscle memory. It becomes like muscle memory. You probably hear me snapping my fingers in the background. It becomes like muscle memory, clockwork, knee jerk reaction, hiccup reaction. You like like, you know, what I'm saying like you just it just it's just in you. 
It just happens like that. But guess what happens when you build confidence like that? It translates to other areas in your life. See, that's the thing that you might have forgotten about when you how you perform in the gym and how you improve in the gym or your gym. You can translate that into other areas of your life, other skill sets that you have in your life. Right. Because anything that you do and and it's not limited to just gym, it could be maybe you're a person that maybe you like to sew. Maybe you like to sew blankets or some type of clothing. And when you are learning to do that, I'm, I'm, I've never sewed anything in my life, but I'm making a point here. When you learn how to sew, right, you have to learn the ABCs. You got to learn the one, two, threes of how to sew. And you, when you're doing that, you are building up your neuromuscular coordination, your muscle memory, your motor control of how to sew said item that you're sewing. So see, neuromuscular coordination, it relates to pretty much anything that you do. Okay, so there's a lot of meat to digest in everything that I'm saying. All right. So. All right. So we're going to go ahead and get into this, these nuts and bolts of the deadlifts. But I want you to take these things that I'm saying with you. Okay, so, again, I need you to get uncomfortable and do the work. I need you to get uncomfortable do the work. Yes, you're going to sweat. Yes, there might be makeup smeared. Ladies, there might be makeup smeared all over your face. You might come out looking different than you came in. Matter of fact, yes, I want you to come out looking different than when you came in. Yes, you're going to sweat. And like I said earlier, yeah, you might fart from doing the deadlift, but who cares? You know what? You know, you know what? If someone says something to you about it, you say, you know what? That's intensity. I, I was so intense that I had to release. I had to let it go. All right. All right. All right. Let me, let me get let me get back. Let me get let me let me get back. Let me get back. Okay, but I'm trying to put a little humor in it so that way, you know, perhaps someone listening that or a person listening. I'm not saying anyone in particular, but I'm just saying someone listening. I don't want you to be tense about this. Right. I don't want you to be tense about this. Right. I really want you to be at your absolute best when you're doing this. So get uncomfortable. Do the work. Drive through it all. And remember, this is this is focus on getting better in the process and focused on being the best in this process. All right. All right. So let's go ahead and get into the nuts and bolts of deadlifts themselves. Okay, so before we get going on the nuts and bolts of deadlifts, let me mention this. I had mentioned that I was debating whether if I was going to include some instructionals or not, since this podcast is currently only in audio format. And I decided, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and take a leap of faith and leap forward and go ahead and put some instructionals in there because I figured I know there's people out there that are instructional learners. Some people learn that way. And, you know, obviously, preferably, I would want to have video. But as I I don't know if I've mentioned this, but, you know, I want to just be in full transparency, you know, still wanted to see what the best method for me is in terms of doing video on this podcast. I know that with me using the platform that I use, I know Spotify has a, um, I guess, or I guess not, not an option, but it has a feature to where you can do a video podcast. And I have looked at the instructions or I should say tried to find some instructions. And to be honest, unless if I'm slow and I'm missing it, really not seeing some step one, two, three, like how to actually do a video podcast with Spotify. You know, I click on the links and looks like it it doesn't seem clear to me. So I may have to sit down and surf through YouTube and look through tutorials of how to make this thing happen or I, I don't know. But anyway, I'm just putting it out there so you guys know exactly where my head is at with this entire process of, you know, you might be thinking, well, why doesn't he just do video of in terms of, uh, you know, deadlifts and everything, you know, we, so that way, because yeah, I know some people are visual learners as well. All right. So I'm just putting all of that out there. All right. So, all right. So here we go. Let's put some instructions. Let me start with what not to do when it comes to deadlifts, because there's quite a bit of not to do's or shouldn't do's when it comes to deadlifts. All right. So one thing, one of the biggest things you don't want to do is you don't want to round 
the lower or the upper part of your back. Okay, you do not want to create a, a, a hunchback of Notre Dame, if you will. Okay, that's a very easy way to, and not instantaneously, but obviously progressively over time, it is an easy way to throw out your back and to cause yourself to, I should say, to put yourself in a, I don't want to say better, but to put yourself in a more prominent position to have back problems, to have back pain. Okay, so you never, ever want to round out your back, really with anything. Anytime you're bending down to pick up stuff, and I know I get it. We as humans, we we do it without thinking about it. We do it because it's a quick, a quick reflex. It's a quick action. Like, well, boom, one, two, three seconds, bend down, pick it up. Okay, we pick it up. But as I've said before, we should ideally squat down, drop your butt, drop your hips, and pick up said item. Okay, so with the deadlifts, you do not want to round out or your lower or your upper part of your back. Fair enough? Simple enough. All right. Another thing is you don't want to start with the bar in front or of the middle of the foot. Okay, so you want to place your feet. Now, you would have to if you're at a typical gym, if you're at a typical gym that that has a 45 pound barbell, you want to start with your feet shoulder width apart. Okay, you want to make sure your feet are shoulder width apart. And that's pretty much the only simple thing I'm going to mention with that. Okay. Next is you don't want to drop your hips too low and you don't want to bend your arms. Okay. Now, when it says dropping your hips too low, when you are in position to pick up the bar, the when I say the bar, I mean the barbell. When you're in position to do that, you don't want your hips to be in, I'll say this, in a squat position to where your butt is just inches up off the ground. Okay, you want your butt to be a little bit, a few inches higher than that. And I'm going to get to that here in a second. I'm going to leave it right there. All right. And then bending the arms when you are actually performing said deadlift, no matter how much weight you're doing, you never want to bend your arms. The only the only time that your arm should be bent, I guess, is before the actual lift. And by that, I mean, as you're trying to squat down in position and putting your uh, or, or positioning your hands on the barbell, you know, I mean, obviously you got to bend it before you can actually lift it up. Now, when you're bending your arms and putting your arms in position, you know, at some point when you have your palms in position, then you need to straighten up your arms. Okay. The reason you want to straighten up your arms before the deadlift is because you're about to pick up the weight. Okay. You net the, the point I'm making is you never want to do a deadlift like what, what, like right before you pick up the weight, you do not want to have your arms bent. Okay, that's what I'm saying. So I'm going to run that back again. I don't want anyone to get confused. Before you pick up said weight for the deadlift, you want to make sure that your arms are in a straight position. Okay, we're not talking about the rest of the body just yet. Okay, we're just talking about the arms. Just talking about the arms. Just talking about the arms for now. And I mentioned with the feet, your feet should be shoulder width apart, shins close to the bar, shins close to the bar, and your arms are in a straight position. You, you know, your one hand should be in a pronated position and the other hand should be in a supinated position. I'll get to that here in a second. OK, but you want to make sure that your arms are not bent as you are trying to lift up the deadlift weight you know this is not a curl this is not a bicep curling exercise of any kind all right okay and okay when you go ahead when you are picking up the weight the deadlift weight and you 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 know you have it you know close to around your knees you want to shrug you know you, you know you can shrug the movement just a little bit shrug the weight at the top of the movement so that means when you are in standing position, facing the mirror, preferably you should have a mirror. I, I, I should have mentioned that as well. When you are performing a deadlift, 100% of the time, please be in front of a mirror. I'm going to say that again. When you are performing a deadlift, please be in front of a mirror 100% of the time. I'm going to run it back one more time. I want to make sure you catch it. I don't care if you're at home. I don't care if you're at a gym. Make sure that when you are deadlifting, please, ma'am, please, sir, please be in front of a mirror. <laughs> There's too many 
checklists of tasks of things to do when it comes to executing a deadlift excellently. Okay, so make sure that you are in front of a mirror. Okay, all right, that'll be the last time I say that. When you are at the top of the movement for the deadlift, do not lean back excessively. Okay, do not lean back excessively. Now, depending on the person, I mean, you know, a couple of things could happen. Well, for one, you might could lose your balance and you might fall back. And you know, that's definitely not a good look. And you definitely don't want to put stress on your back because you got to think when you are holding said deadlift weight while standing up, you don't want to lean too far back. You know, you don't want to put stress on your back. And I, I say stress on your back because. It, it depends on the amount of weight that you are holding. Now, obviously, I guess that's more so if you're having heavy weight. But even if you have light weight, you don't want to do that as well. OK, you just want to stand up straight and squeeze your glutes, squeeze your glutes at the top. And by the way, deadlifts, main things that they work is your, your, your back, your glutes and your hamstrings. OK, it works other muscles as well. But those are the primaries. Those are the primaries, your glute, your glutes, your hamstrings and your back. OK, so, yeah, you got to think when you are performing this exercise is, and like I said, there's a lot of other muscles that this exercise teaches um, several groups of muscles to work together synergistically. OK, so that is one other reason that this exercise should be in your arsenal, should be in your arsenal. Again, think of the word functional. Think of the word functional. This is not about trying to. Prove how strong you are. Yes, you want to progressively get stronger, but it's not about trying to, you know, be stronger just to kind of flex to kind of show off if that makes sense. You know, yes, you want to grow in strength and you want to grow in technique and all of that. But, you know, we want to go about this from a perspective of, OK, I want to be more functional when I perform day to day tasks at work, around the house or at church or wherever I'm at or, or some kind of cleaning facility or sports facility, whatever. I want to be able to be more functional. Because like I said, as I've said before, at the end of the day, I've said this before, everybody has got a body. Everybody has got a body. Everybody has got a physical body. All right. <clears throat> now, the next thing you want to use or I should say, you want to make sure that you don't have both of your hands in a supinated position when doing the deadlift. OK, this is still the do not list. OK, this is still the do not do list. Make sure that your hands are not both of them are not in a supinated position. What is supinated? S-U-P-I-N-A-T-E-D. Just a fancy word that means when you are grabbing the barbell, the 45 pound barbell or a smaller barbell, <clears throat> it just means that your palms are in an upward position. Your palms are in a position that's facing the ceiling or just facing up. OK, so when you think about supinated, look at the words or I look at the letters U-P, right? S-U-P, right? Up, right? So palms up. That's an easy way to remember it. All right. So <clears throat> you one grip you could do, or actually there's a couple. When I lift heavy or heavier weights doing a deadlift, I do an alternated grip. Okay, I use a, a pronated grip, one hand, and the other hand is a supinated grip. And a pronated hand, if you haven't figured it out by now, is just a fancy word for your palms facing down. So basically pronated is the opposite of supinated. OK, one one con you got to be careful with if utilizing a an alternate grip is that it can eventually develop your uh, trap muscles unevenly. And, and I'm sitting here thinking like, oh, man, you know, I've done deadlifts for a long time. And, you know, I, I, my trap muscles, I, if I'm being full, fully transparent, I, I've because I've seen my trap. And when I say traps, I'm thinking I'm saying trapezius muscles, the muscles are. Uh, right near your shoulders, close to your neck. I'm sitting there thinking like, man, I mean, they're they're at the same height, but I can tell they're developed a little differently. And I'm thinking as I'm saying this, I'm like, wow, all those years I did an alternate grip on my deadlifts. So if I had to do it all over again, I probably would have switched to a pronated grip or or I would have done a pronated grip at least more often than a uh, than a supinated grip. 
So a pronated grip is just basically your both of your like I said, both of your palms are down. So when you grab when you're grabbing the the barbell, you're you're grabbing it like, like you're doing an overgrip. OK, that is a little more secure and safe in terms of having your trapezius muscles developed evenly for one. <laughs> and it's also something that I would recommend you starting out if you are a first timer or a newbie or a beginner to deadlifting, then I would suggest you utilizing a pronated grip with both hands, with both hands. So that means that as you approach the barbell, like I said, both shins are close to the bar. You're bending down. Again, this is the this is the time where your arms are bent and you are picking up the bar with basically an overgrip and your grip should be probably about, you know, give or take close to a little bit outside of shoulder width apart. Now, yeah, a little bit outside of shoulder width apart. You would look at your barbell. There are certain lines where they're indented in. And you want to utilize those lines because those lines can help you utilize where your hands should be placed. So a little bit on in the um, again, I bear with me. I don't have a video, but your hands should be, you know, when you look at your shins and your legs or your calves, your hand should be maybe just probably not even a full inch, maybe just a, a few hairs outside of your shin and calf area. All right. But you'll, you'll have to tinker and tamper with that to know what I'm talking about. And again, make sure you're in front of a mirror. Okay. So now let's talk about the do's, the do's of doing a deadlift. Okay. So when you're actually performing them or getting in position to do the deadlift, you want to arch your back by lifting your chest up toward the ceiling and then pull your shoulder blades back together. Okay, I'm going to run that back. You want to arch your back by lifting your chest up towards the ceiling and then pulling your shoulder blades back. Okay, so what that means is when you're lifting up your chest towards the ceiling, obviously it, well, for one, it does not mean that you're, you know, on your back or anything like that. Okay, it just means that you're in, like your chest is, facing the ground okay your chest is facing the ground but you are almost hmm, let's see how can i describe this when you're pulling your shoulder blades back or it's like it's almost as if let me see if i can word this correctly because i'm trying to word it in a way that makes sense to you know a, i guess a beginner or something okay when you approach the bar and you are bent over you know, and before right before you're about to pick up the bar, that's where you need to pull your shoulder blades back together. OK, and it's almost like you don't want your body to sag. You know, you 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 arch your back, but you don't want your body to sag. OK, and then you bend down and pick up the uh, pick up the weight. And then you do the shrug movement at the top. OK, so <clears throat> so you are pulling your shoulder blades back together uh, before uh, before you pick up the lift or pick up the lift, pick up the bar before you pick up the bar. That's you are doing it at that point. OK, and then next you want to tilt your butt backward and upward so that the top of the butt goes toward the lower back. OK, I'm going to run that back again. You want to tilt the butt backward and upward so that the top of the butt goes toward the lower back so let me say it in a different way when i do the deadlift i want to make sure that the way that i describe it to people is my back is going to be like a slope uh you know you think about colorado i've never been to colorado but you think about a slope okay at the bottom of my back it's going to be slightly arched okay like I want to think about a pencil that's kind of trying to roll down my back. But when my when the pencil gets down to the bottom of my back, the top of my butt should protect it from hitting the floor. OK, versus let me give you a visual <clears throat> versus if your back was just slanted, but your but your lower back is not arched. OK, 
if your lower back is not arched, that pencil is just going to roll off. It's going it's to roll off your back and it's going to hit the floor. All right. So let me run that back again. So your back should be positioned almost like like 98 percent of your back should be positioned like a slope from all the way from your head. Like I'm talking about your actual head all the way down to your butt. I would say from your arch to say from your head down to the lower part of your back should be uh, should be slanted like like a like a ski slope in Colorado. But at that lower part, but the lower, lower part of your back, there should be like a little like a little, uh, I don't know, indention is the word. There should be a little protection where your butt, your the upper part of your butt should be stuck up a little bit. I guess if I could say it that way to, to again, help that pencil to not hit the ground. Is that making more sense? All right. So um, and also with your butt, you want to stick your butt out a little bit. OK, you want to stick your butt out before you pick up the weight, before you pick up the, the barbell for your deadlift. All right. So I hope that makes better sense. Uh, let's see. I'm checking my notes here. So, yeah, you want to make sure that you are in position to make that happen. So when when this motion is happening, when the, when you when this motion is causing your lower back to arch, it is putting your putting you in an anterior pelvic tilt. OK, that's what's called an anterior pelvic tilt. All right. So <clears throat> I know it's maybe a lot to kind of take in, maybe a lot to digest, a lot to process. But again, I think that if I give these instructionals, I think that's going to really help someone out there. Okay. Now, uh, now, now that you're in position and you're about to pick up the bar, you want to make sure that, you know, again, if you're a beginner, I would suggest a double pronated position with both hands. You want to make sure that you utilize that strength. I mean, you, and you want to pick up that bar. When you pick up the bar, I want you to make sure that you keep it close to your body. Keep it close to your body. Don't let it skin up your body, if you will. You know, it doesn't need to scrape up your body, but keep it close. And then, like I said, as you are pulling it up, make sure that you are squeezing your, your uh, squeezing your uh, squeezing your glutes up at the top. Keep your arms straight the entire time. Don't bend your arms. And then when you're setting it back down, when your bar drops back down past your knees, then you can do a slight bend and let the let the weight hit the hit the deck. Now, when you're letting the weight hit the deck, don't lose your form with your back. Don't lose your form with your back. Remember, your shoulder blade should still be kept back. OK, like, like it's almost like you're trying to pinch your shoulder blades. OK, so remember, keep that in mind. Keep your shoulder blades pinched. Don't lose that form and don't arch that back. Don't round out that back. Don't get sloppy and lazy and think, okay, I'm at the end of the, uh, I'm at the end of the repetition with this deadlift. So I'm just going to, you know, round and arch my back. No, keep that, keep that back intact. Keep your back in the right form. Keep your back with the correct form. Okay. Uh, so, okay. So there's a, there's a, a, I was about to say a demonstration. There is one. There is the instructional when it comes to the deadlift. Now, as I've said before, don't think of trying to master it all in one day. Don't think of trying to master it all at one time in one take. It's just not going to happen. It's not. It, it can't be done. That's that's why I said before. Think of this as a journey. Think of this as, OK, this is something I'm going to get better at. You know, break it down into uh, bite sized tasks. And then you're able to, you know, maybe document it, if you will, if you feel that you need to and say, OK, I, I got better with this. I got better with that. And then one thing that can help improve your performance is, you know, there are certain hip exercises. I mean, I won't get into that, but I just want to mention that <clears throat> you, you got to be a person with good hips in order to successfully perform a deadlift because deadlift is a trunk extension type of exercise. It's also a hip extension type of exercise. That's why I say as you are um, as you are picking up the weight, and it, it, it's very important to get your hips in position. I mean, and once you get more confident in doing deadlifts, then you'll be able to, you know, uh, lock in your hips in that position. And, and by that, I mean, when you're coming to the top of the movement. 
Okay, your 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 hips, the movement of your hips, it's very important. One of the most one of the most practical, foundational, important things to remember when performing a deadlift. Your hips, your hips, your hips, your hips, your hips. And I mean that as you're coming towards the top of the movement, your hips, they're very, very important. Uh, one th- way that you can increase your performance or improve your performance is, as I briefly talked about, you can use an alternated grip. Okay, I mentioned that uh, an alternated grip, you use one hand being a supinated one hand being pronated. Now, with me, I'm right-handed. So if you're right-handed, you can probably attest to this. Uh, I use my my right hand as the pronated one, and my left hand is the supinated one. So that means that when I approach the bar, when I approach the barbell, again, my shins are close to the barbell. And as I bend down, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm in a bent position, and I put my my right, uh, my right hand, uh, uh, grabbing the barbell with my right hand in a pronated position, okay, and then grabbing the barbell with my left hand in a supinated position. Remember, supinated is palms up, pronated is palms down. But in each respective position, I'm gripping the bar as hard as I can. And that's another thing I want to mention. Make sure that you are gripping the bar as tight as possible. You do not want to have, especially if you have heavy weight, even if you have lightweight, grip that bar, grip that barbell, that broomstick, whatever you're using, grab it as tight as possible. I mean, I want you to hang on to that sucker for dear life. Do you do you understand me? No loose grips. It is deadlifting is not to be a loosely gripped type of exercise. I'm going to run that back again. Deadlifting is not to be confused with being a loosely type of exercise. You want to make sure you want to grab that bar as if you're trying to break the bar. (laughs) Okay, you know, obviously you don't want to break the bar, but I am saying that you want to pretend that you're grabbing it so tight, like you're grabbing onto it for dear life, like like, like it's your lifeline, so to speak. Okay, all right, so yeah, you want to, I find that when it comes to heavier weight, I find that the alternated grip does help me to lift heavier weight. Now, that's one thing, you know, I advise that when you, if you're a beginner, then use a pronated grip. Um, not to say that you can't do it with uh, lift heavy weight with a lift heavy weight with a double pronated grip. But you have to be very careful because, you know, if you're let's say, for example, if your palms get sweaty, you know, if your palms get sweaty or or or, or if that you get a slip of the finger, a slip of the hand, so to speak, you know, you don't want that. You don't want that deadlifting weight. Now, one thing is the deadlifting weight, it won't drop on your like it won't drop on your foot because when you are putting, for example, if you're putting a 35 pound, 25 pound or 45 pound bar on the barbell, if it drops to the floor, the the bar, remember, the bar is going to be elevated because the circumference and the 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 girth and the just 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 because of the the weight itself right now if you didn't have any weight on either side of the barbell and you dropped the barbell then yes it's going to drop right on your foot with that that means with no weight but when you have weight on both sides if you drop the bar yeah the bar itself is not going to hit your foot but it's still not a good look you don't want to be uncomfortable when uh well at any point you don't want to be uncomfortable when doing the deadlift okay so yeah, you want to make sure that when you're doing a double pronated grip, preferably do that with lightweight. I mean, if you want to test yourself and go a little heavier, you can, but I would be, you know, I would just be careful, you know. That all of this is, you know, that that part that's at your discretion. Just know your level of fitness, know your level of safety and know your level of risk and challenge that you can do for yourself. Okay, I'm just going to say it like that. So yeah, as I said, one of the easiest ways to improve your performance is to do a uh, double, a, I'm sorry, an alternated grip. Okay. Another thing we got to think about is, you know, as I've mentioned before, this is you know, one of the lifts that is ki- the, one of the kings of the compound lifts. Okay. 
It's something that you got to. Well, I'm, I'm going to say it this way. Everything that I'm saying is conditional, conditional. I don't want to sit here and say, man, you got to include it in your your routine, even though I'm, I'm saying that. But I'm also adding that this is conditional. If you do this, then X, Y, Z is going to happen. If you do this, then X, Y, Z is going to happen. I say that because I know not every single person on earth is going to do deadlifts. <laughs> okay, I, I know that. But that's why I'm saying it, this is conditional. If you if you want to be a functional person, uh, deadlifts is one of the best exercises you can do and that you can learn and grow in to help you become more functional. Yeah, I think about years down the road, you know, whatever age you are right now, you know, 10 years down the road, 15, 20 years down the road. When you're able to bend down and you know put yourself in a, a more prominent position to you know bend down and pick up something that you may have dropped on the floor and you know it just gives you it just boosts more confidence in that regard and that's why I'm doing uh, or uh, that's one of the reasons why I'm doing these the, uh, this series I'm about to say these series but doing this series okay because we got to be people that we got to be educated about how to do these things. And as I've said before, when you are, when you get to a point when you are, you master deadlifts and you're able to have, you know, a pretty good, decent amount of weight, a, um, an amount of weight that really challenges you and it makes you sweat and it makes you really push yourself and, you know, push through the grueling exercise, then you'll, you will feel the calories burn. Now, I want to also mention, I want to also mention this. I am not saying that all you need to do is deadlifts and then you'll drop weight. (laughs) Okay. I'm not saying that as well. I do not want this to be taken in a wrong context. And a matter of fact, I'm glad I'm saying this. When it comes to an exercise like deadlifts or even squats and squats is going to be later on in the series. Deadlifts are one of the first things you should do when you hit the gym. Now, when you know, stretch, warm up, do what you need to do. But I mean, as far as like the actual first exercise, you always need to have a compound lift being like after you're stretched, after you're warmed up, after you're done with all of that, your actual first exercise needs to be a compound lift. You do not want to come to the end of your workout you know, exhausted or or more fatigued and tired, whatever level of that is for you, and then try to do deadlifts. No, you want to be fresh. You want to be at full strength, full peace of mind, overflowing peace of mind, overflowing spirit. You want to be at your very best when performing a deadlift. And let me also mention this as well. Okay, I mentioned earlier in the episode, I need you to get uncomfortable and do the work. I need you to get uncomfortable and do the work. People, I'm going to be real. For those of you that don't know, yes, deadlifting, it is a grueling exercise. Okay, even if it's not a lot of weight. Now, yes, I understand that the more weight you add, yeah, it can get more grueling. It can get more intense. And if you get to that part, if you get to that level, that's great. Awesome. But even if you just do light weights or or just no weight, even the process, the process, the process itself can be grueling. And then, like I said, the more weight that you add, it can be grueling. I'm just going to flat out tell you right now, deadlifting is not easy. Deadlifting is not easy. Now, yes. Yeah. If you put all the the keys together, all the principles together, all the puzzle pieces in play. Yeah, it's simple, but it's not easy. Okay, deadlifting is not easy. It's going to take time. It's going to take practice. It's going to take commitment and dedication in terms of doing it the right way, learning to do it the right way, growing in doing it the right way. Okay. It is, you got to be a person that falls in love with the process. Got to be a person that falls in love with the process. All right. Well, I think that's going to be a, a good, a good place to stop today in terms of deadlifts. You know, this is one of those ones you probably want to listen to, you know, maybe again, you know, you want to make sure that you get the instructionals down and, you know, you may need, may need to listen to it several times and, you know, just have fun doing the deadlifts, have fun doing this as a part of your journey.
You know, it doesn't have to be boring. It doesn't have to be, even though it's grueling, it doesn't have to be like the process doesn't have to be grueling. If that makes sense, you know, find ways to make it fun, find ways to connect with it. You know, if you need to put on some raw music, that raw music that really gets your spirit flowing, that gets your soul hype, go ahead and put that music in. All right, go ahead and put that music in. All right, but now this is not over. This is not over. I, I, I will say most likely this is not over in terms of deadlifts. I think I may come back to talking more about more deadlifts on the next episode. But this episode was one of the main things on this episode was mainly focused on the instructionals and a little bit of the, the, the not do's or the do not do's when it comes to deadlifting. Remember, don't make sure, make sure you don't round out your back. Don't uh, lower. I should say, yeah, don't round out your back or don't arch your back. OK, that, that's probably one of the biggest things I could tell you. And another thing, you the reason that you want to make sure that your shins are closer to the bar is that that way when you grab the bar, if you grab the bar and it's away from your shins, you're putting your back in a position to get hurt, especially if you have heavy weight and you're trying to pick up the bar and the bar is like maybe three inches away from your shins. Well, that's going to cause, I mean, over time, that's going to cause back problems. Okay. And I don't know, maybe sometimes for some of you, maybe you, you maybe just takes that one time and then whoop, you feel a certain tweak. You feel a certain something pull in your back and now you're in trouble. And you're like, uh Oh, well, shoot, what do I do now? So that's why I say, make sure that your shins are like right up on the bar. I'm talking about make sure your shins are right up on the bar, kissing, making out with the barbell. Like that's how close I want it. I want you to have it be. All right. All right. Well, I hope y'all got something out of this episode. Remember, if you have jammed the podcast for any amount of time, if you feel like you're getting some form of value or any form of value from this podcast, remember, you can choose to donate to the podcast. If you just whatever platform that you are listening to, be sure to scroll down and there should be a link that says uh, talks about donating or supporting. Go ahead and click that button and then donate an amount of your choosing if you choose to donate. Or if you want to find another way to support the podcast, you can do so by simply sharing, by simply sharing the podcast. And you know what? I want, I'm, I'm going to put this challenge out there. Share this podcast with two people. Share this podcast with two people. Maybe there's someone or a couple people that popped up in your mind when it comes to weight loss or, you know, you know that they're in a, in a, on a weight loss journey of some sort. Share it with two people because the more messages like this that spread it really kind of helps a person's psyche and it really helps to um, to really sheds light on them like what weight loss is really all about and again deadlift this is just a, a small slice of that this is just a small slice of that again it's not about you do deadlifts and you just gonna automatically lose weight no but deadlifts are a and just like squats which i'm gonna get to both of those exercises are huge contributing factors of um, of weight loss if done consecutively and if done consistently. All right. Well, all right. And if you want to connect with me outside of the podcast, if you want to connect with me outside of the podcast, you can reach me on Instagram as Fitness Maxima BDB. That's right. You can reach me at Fitness Maxima BDB. And if you want to send me an email, and if you have maybe a question or something you want me to talk about on the show, feel free to email me at fitnessmaximabiz at gmail.com. That's fitnessmaximabiz at gmail.com. We're going to go ahead and continue the series, Conquering Your Weight Loss. So in the meantime, in between time, this is BDB. We'll catch you guys on the next episode. And as always, as always, as always, change and be changed. Hey guys and gals, I want to say that you are greatly appreciated for jamming this episode all the way to the very end. Many thank yous to you. Now, I don't know if you've heard the news or not, but I recently released my solo debut book entitled Vision of an Athlete. That's right, Vision of an Athlete. Let the changes begin. Because when it comes to physically stewarding our bodies, a lot of us don't know really where to start with any of that stuff. 
And I'm here to tell you that no matter where you come from, no matter the color of your skin or no matter what you look like, you are an athlete because you have been called to be a person of strength and to be a person that endures. But you've also been called to be a person with vision. And that's where my book comes in. So in this book, I unpack and I show you what it looks like to be and to have the vision of an athlete. So be sure to pick up your copy of the book on Amazon.com. So again, that's Vision of an Athlete. Let the changes begin. And begin your journey of being the ultimate athlete that you were created to be.